Before we get this episode started, I just want to let all of our listeners know that y'all, we now have a subscription option. So for $4.99 a month, you can now add a subscription and access exclusive content. Okay, so extra episodes, extra conversations with certain guests. We have so many amazing things planned for this subscription. And y'all, it is only $4.99 a month. We wanted to make sure that this was really affordable for everyone who loves the podcast and wants even more content. So it is coming, y'all. All you got to do is go to anchor.fm slash wellness for real slash subscribe. And you can subscribe to some exclusive content. Now let's get this episode started, y'all. Morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real. It's your girl, Marlena, and I am back with the live summer series. Y'all, we're back for four consecutive weeks. And our first guest today, we have IG Power Couple, Lori and Leon joining us. What's up? Welcome back. So excited to have you guys back on the show and back together. And if you listen to the podcast, I have an episode with Lori and I have an episode with Leon. So go check out both of those episodes. Uh, but now we have you here together. Thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. So how is your summer going? How are you guys doing? I mean, summer's over now. Technically, when, yeah. when kids go back to school, summer's over. Summer's so over for us. It's a wrap on the summertime. <laughs> but it was it was cool while it lasted. Yeah. You guys do any cool stuff this summer? Uh, well, we drove to New York. Yeah. How that was, was that? It was long. Long. <laughs> really long with three kids and bad weather and like driving there. But uh, and I'm the only home. one who drives, so. Yeah, so you did all that driving by yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, going there wasn't too bad, like, going there felt good, and this is the first time we were like, oh, we're going to get a hotel in between the yeah, trips, so we drove, like, I mean, it's like, I don't know, 14, 1,500 miles, so we drove, like, 800, stopped in North Carolina, then we did, um, did a night in the hotel, and then the next morning drove the rest of the way there, but it was a little different coming home because, we got to Florida, and you know how it is in Florida. It just pours and rains and hurricane, all that bullshit for no reason. So it got so bad that we just had to stop. We, we were so shook. Yeah, like, we were so I, shook. I think I'm a great driver. Like, I'm not, yeah. like, you know, Indy 500, but I'm a great driver. But even I was shook because it was like the water was going left and right. And like up the and white down, out kind of. And you couldn't see nothing. And like, not for nothing, I don't have that type of confidence in my car. So, <laughs> yeah. We just was like, you know, we're going to get a hotel. A swagger wagon. We saw three cars like in ditches too. Oh and my like, gosh. And it was like way too sketchy. So we had yeah. stopped. We stopped at, um, we talked to Bucky's real quick and got food. And we were going to see if we could just dug it out for another couple miles. But it was, we was too bad. To I was a hotel. like, I'm already looking at a hotel. We're, yeah. we're, we're not going any further. I can't do that for another like three and a half hours. So. Yeah. Car anxiety, especially driving in bad weather. Like that is the worst. And then you got little ones with you too. Just not fun. Well, I'm glad you guys made it home safely. I'm glad you guys enjoyed your trip. (laughs) So how are you guys doing in your own wellness journeys? I I see you both slaying goals this summer. So you guys want to talk about that? I'm at a crossroads. (laughs) I feel like we're always at some Uh. crossroads, aren't we? And I do so well when like, I'm like really in it, like in the thick of it, I know what I'm doing, whether I'm bulking or losing or gaining muscle, whatever. But right now I'm just like in this transition period again, where I'm like, you know, I had, I really enjoyed myself on vacation and like, didn't really worry about stuff, but didn't feel like I went like completely crazy. But then like the weight just kind of stuck. And I was like, oh things are fitting different. But then like, also my gains were start, are starting to set in and I'm like, just getting back in the headspace of feeling like, okay, like your body's going to continue to change. It's going to change forever. Like you're never going to stay one way and um, like learning to feel okay with that and, con- you know, 
continue on <laughs> like, and not feel like, wait, what do I do now? Do yeah. I, do yeah. I just jump ship and stop reverse siding and go right back into cutting and losing and open up my dev dev app? And like, do I go extreme? And I'm like, no, because as soon as I did for two days, I'm like, wow, I'm restricting X, Y, and Z. Like, and I don't want to do that. Remember, like your relationship with food is more important than what size jeans you're wearing. So it's like, I'm like kind of in a weird I, I feel like I could totally relate to that for sure. Cause oh. you, you, no matter how hard you're working, like I know Gucci always say like, we're all a work in progress. Right. And that's so true. And I feel like we can get in our heads and get this idea that like, especially once we get into a good groove, we're like, Oh, okay. I got right. this all figured out. I know exactly what I'm doing. And then life reminds it's you changing. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and especially with trying to move away from like the dieting mindset that, that desire to go back to dieting. Um, I know for me, especially like after a vacation or after, you know, tough time, or you feel a little bloated or, you know, your, your clothes are fitting differently. Like you said, God, it's always like, you always have that voice in your brain. That's like, you need to, you know, you need to diet. You need to be in a deficit. You need to lose weight. Yeah. You need to get back on track. Back on track. I'm like, I don't want to don't do it. Like, I'm just trying to live my best life. Right. And it's like confusing. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) It is. How about, how about for you, Leon? Um, I mean, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I mean, you know, we are a work in progress and I'm a strong believer in, you know, um, as far as you've got is not as far as you're going to go. So no matter where you are, in your journey, progress, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, there's always something else to do. I mean, I'm doing all right. Like, I know I put on weight from when I went away to New York, but I went back home and, you know, all the food that built this body I have now was <laughs> readily available. I so, love this body. So I went at it. And I mean, I'm not even that. mad. Like, I'm not even, I don't feel no type of way. I don't feel like, oh, well, I had bacon, egg, and cheese and beef fatty and, you know... <laughs> The best pizza. Pizza, like I was enjoying myself. I'm not mad about it. Um, but I'm doing good though. Um, you know, earlier in the summer, whatever you want to call it, you know. You guys are in Florida, so it's always summer for you guys. Yeah. 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 When it was closer to hell. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I'm doing good. I bounced back. So a lot of people don't know. I mean, a few people hit me up, they know, but I had COVID, so um, I had to fall back for a little bit. It was rough. I'm not going to lie. It was. Yeah, I didn't know that. Nah, I just, you know, it happened. What was that experience like for you? Um, It was bad. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, you know, I'm the toughest guy in the world. Like it was, it was bad. And you know. It was bad timing. Yeah, it was bad timing. So um, I had lost my grandmother. Um, well, I was, she was, she's gone now, but I was going to go see her before she passed. And like a few days before I really wasn't feeling good. Like wasn't feeling like well at all. Like literally I would just get up to use the bathroom and it felt like I had ran like four miles by the time I just went to the bathroom and sat back down. And I knew something wasn't right, but you know, you just figure, you know, it's a cough, it's whatever. You're going to get over it. You move forward, keep going day by day. One day seems better. The next day seems okay. And like the day before I was about to fly out. Yeah. I was like, I told him, I was like, you better get a test in case they take your temperature at the airport. So I went through and got my test and I got, you know, positive. And it's not, it's, you know, so I'm gonna be honest. Like I was scared. It is what it is. When you're as big as I am and you know, you hear what you hear on the news and you see other people, like, I know some people are going to come at you different. Like the news is scare tactics, but I'm a realist. If there's numbers saying that people are really dying, people yeah, are really yeah. dying. Whatever, whatever, whatever one side wants to say or the other side has to say about it, it is what it is. So being as big as I am, I'm like, I don't want to go to the hospital. Because you hear that when you go to the hospital, you get on the ventilator and it's a wrap. It's game over. Yep, yep. I didn't want that. So we do what we have to do. We quarantine. I was in my office. Um, and I feel like when I knew, I think that was like the turning point of it coming down. But a few of the days, like it was bad. I mean, oh, yeah. you got to figure I didn't go to the hospital. So I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't have any fancy medication. I just had a Z-Pack and something else. And 
Like there was one night, and I told Lori too, it's one night that I was like laying on the floor and I was like, this might be the night I have to go to the hospital because it was just bad. Because you just, you take in air and it's like, you literally feel like you're only taking it in like 10% of what you normally take in. And you, if deep breathing was so painful, like a deep breathing would felt like, you know, someone was inside my chest ripping it apart when I was breathing deep. But, um, you know, after I took the Z-Pack and everything and got back on my feet, um, I was good, you know, for the next few days, I was all right. Then I got my negative result back. So I felt, I felt better mind state with the negative result. Um, but unfortunately my grandmother had passed before I could get back home to New York. So I flew up for the funeral and then we drove back up, you know, um, a month ago just to go help out my mom. But, you know, I'm not saying any of that had anything to do with like where I am as far as my wellness and my fitness or whatever like that. Oh, it's been harder to ride the bike yeah. and stuff like that. You know, that. there's residual yeah. things. You definitely feel like, you know, you're not a hundred percent, but you get over it because it, it happened and I'm alive. I'm grateful yeah. that I'm alive and I move forward. It's the same yeah. thing if somebody gets sick or something happens to them and they bounce back. You just figure it out and you keep moving on. I'm not going to let that be like, oh, I can't do anything because I got sick. I got COVID. My life's over. Like those a few days, it felt like that, but I got my negative test. I've been feeling better um, doing what I have to do. And, um, you know, I'm here now. Well, I'm so glad that you're feeling better, Leanne. Um, and I'm sorry to hear about your grandmother passing. Oh, thank you. Um, I actually just lost two family members to COVID as well, um, or to COVID um, and, and losing family members as well and going through a grieving process. And it, you know, that's what, when we talk about like life throwing things off, it's like, you, you don't plan any of this stuff out. You know, you just kind of have to ride the waves and figure out how to get through it. Um, and for you guys getting through it together, right? Like, uh, so how did you guys do that? Cause that's gotta be really difficult, right? <laughs> Oh, Lori, she did a lot of it. I give her a lot of credit. Like she did what she had to do. I was I real mean, tired. She, we all had to quarantine. So kids stopped yeah. going to school. She we didn't, going yeah, to we didn't send the kids to um, school. I stayed home from work. So that was a hard hit for me to lose a week's pay or whatever. Yeah. And take care of the kids all on my own, which like, it's not like I'm not capable, but he's more patient and better at it. <laughs> Definitely the better half. Um, and, you know, like I would gloves on and mask and bring him food and like, okay, make sure the tray doesn't touch anything else. Like, let me, want, okay, I got to wash the tray before I could put something new on it and bring it back. And it was just, it was a lot. And that was like the, like 10 days after it, we were shooting a wedding together. And I'm like, you got to have a negative test before this wedding. Like I could not shoot this huge ass wedding by myself. Yeah. Panic. I was panicked. I was on my Instagram, my Instagram going like, I'm just a little stressed out right now. Like I could do some prayers and blah, blah, blah. But like, he didn't really want to talk about it yet because you know, COVID is like taboo, whatever. Yeah. Um, people are sensitive. Um, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got an opinion, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you want to watch too, like, I didn't like, I'm the type of person and I guess maybe it's, uh, he doesn't like pity. And yeah, I don't want pity. I don't want anyone to reach me out. Yeah. Not that I love it, but I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like when I'm going through stuff, if I do share it, like on my stories or something, I usually end up turning off my, my messaging. Cause it's like, it's, it's nice to know people care obviously. Right, yeah. And like our concern, but like the, the overflowing messages and, right, it's and just the opinions like, start coming in the suggestions and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like a few people reached out because they just noticed I wasn't online. They noticed I wasn't posting or they noticed, you know, I just wasn't posting anything in the morning or stories. They're like, yo, where you been at? And I was just like, yo, I'm doing this, but I'm not really saying nothing. And, you know, I appreciate people reaching out, but like, I just, I also, I also love my privacy. So what I share is what I want to share. And yeah, me, I'm like, do you guys want to see my, my hands? <laughs> I'm totally the opposite. If I don't share it, then it's, it's business that I don't need everything to be in. Yeah. It's kind of a balance though, right? When you're sharing your life publicly, um, you know, whether you have a, regardless of how many people are watching you or what size your platform is, like there's, it's, there's still like 
I don't know, it's still difficult. Like last week on our show, um, I did an episode with my husband and we talked about some of our uh, moments that have been tough in our relationship and that we can now laugh about and, you know, things like that. And I feel like every relationship has those right moments where when you were in oh, it, yeah. you're like, <laughs> right. Um, so I was just wondering if you guys had any stories to share with us, maybe a, a moment or a situation uh, that you can look back at now and look at as a lesson and kind of laugh about now. What you choose. I'll let you choose from the laundry list. <laughs> Cause you guys have been together. Cause you guys just celebrated 10 years of marriage. Congratulations, right. by the way, Thank that's a you. huge milestone. And you guys have been together almost 20 years, right? Yeah. 19 this year, right? Wow. That's a long motherfucking time. It is. It's like, we've been together longer than we've been apart. So I feel yeah. like a lot. Right. Yeah. Anytime. I think, and I know we hadn't mentioned it in the, the notes. So like, if I had to think of like one time that I can think that was very, very difficult for us, it was probably right when we um we had our third kid. I think Yeah, because you guys had fresh twins. Yeah, you had three babies. Yeah, because yeah, all the time we've been together, like from even being younger, we always talked about only one and one child. One and done. One and done. Unless and we said it all the time, we said unless we had twins. And that would be it. We totally self-prophesized that shit. So <laughs> we had our we had our twins, mm-hmm. and then um, and that was super challenging. That was difficult. And then when we were found out we were pregnant with our third, like <laughs> for me it was a lot. I mean, yeah. Where I am now, of course, like I love my kids, I love my family. When I was when I found out, I wasn't the happiest, and it was yeah, difficult. It made me cry. It was very difficult because mentally. It was hard. I wasn't prepared to have another kid. And we were on such different pages because for me, like we struggled so much to get pregnant with our twins that to get pregnant naturally with Valentina was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like it's meant to be, she's supposed to be here. This is how our family's supposed to grow. And he was like, no, nah, like we, no, we didn't. Like this was not the plan. Not what we talked about, no. So I thought um, you felt what, like, we had to try so hard and work so hard for the twins that that was very special. And for me, that was like an added body. Like I hated being pregnant with my twins. I was on hospital bed rest for 60, 59 days straight. I mean, I was on house bed rest before I went to the hospital. Like it was miserable for me and I didn't feel good. And then for Valentina, like it was so easy and I felt great. And I was out like shopping two days before I gave birth and like, for me, it was like, no, this is amazing because I feel so happy during this pregnancy. And we were on such different pages. So when she came, it was like a shit storm. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And I think on top of that, we had had family come visit. And like, we should have, I mean, it should have only been for like a week or two tops, but we had family come from like right before <laughs> Thanksgiving, because Valentine is one of the, the 14th. I so agreed to, I left the hospital a day early so that I could be home with my baby before we had company come. Like, love you, mother-in-law and sister-in-law. Love you. But that was poor planning on our half because they stayed for over a month. Oh my goodness. Well, longer than that, from like the 16th to like- After Christmas, after yeah. It was like- weird. Wow. That's a lot. Feel triggered. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I, um, you know, I, you, you know, Lori, you mentioned that you guys, you know, had fertility struggles. Um, and you know, this is just such a good reminder that like building a family, growing your family, even just being a couple is so complex and so many truths can exist right in the same space. Um, so, I'm really happy that you guys were able to get through all of that. Um, was there anything like any tools that you guys used or did you just kind of get through it and it just kind of got better over time or we went to therapy. Okay. We had to go to therapy. Yeah. Like I was ready. We were ready to split up. Like I had packed bags of mine. I had packed stuff for the kids and I had called my parents, like, come get me. I'm done. I can't do this. And then they like, came took the kids and let us talk and he agreed to go to 
therapy and what do we go to like five? Yeah, five we went to like five or six of those things and just getting out and going to that by ourselves with no kids it was like a date night for us and it just like oh we can talk without screaming and you know like there's no children screaming or crying or looking to be fed or diapers and like just stepping away from the stress of everything that's in the house and we were like oh we're good we don't need to finish it and we've been good since like we used all those tools communicating much better um we learned that like it's very important for us to each have our own thing and not only have things together because I was like a stage five cleaner all the time I'd be like you know a lot of friends that I don't know and um no where are you going I'm gonna go with you and like yeah because you guys got together when you were so young right so it's like that's kind of all you knew was one another 15 so it was like so once yeah. we started like really trusting each other more, like I don't need to ask a thousand questions, I'll just do my thing. I'll do me, you do you, we'll come together at night, we'll do each other. And then we'll- <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I was actually going to ask if you guys each had like just one piece of relationship advice that you've learned over your 20 years together. What is that one piece of advice that you would give to someone else? I would say, well, do your own thing. It's okay. It's not selfish. It's you are such a better person. You know me, I'm an advocate of like, go do you like go work out, do that thing for you. Step away from your kids, step away from your partner, go exercise, clear your mind, whatever it is that makes you feel good. But also like push each other, but don't push each other over. Like I'm here to push you and support you and like boost you to be better but I know now when to back off and be like, all right, this is your life also. So you have to be ready for X, Y, and Z, or if you're not willing to do it, I can't make you. So I'm just going to continue to do my thing. And that's it. whatever that may be. Yeah. Wellness, business, anything. It's like, okay, yeah. I know now when to back off. I don't always back off. I'm annoying the other day. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm going to stop. We're going to stop talking about it because <laughs> it's upsetting. And just, yeah, you kind of, and we talked about this, um, Adam and I, on our episode last week, like we've really had to learn how to take timeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I always was like the, no, we're going to, we're going to settle this shit right now uh-huh. <laughs> type of person. Um, but I really had to learn to like, let go of that and learn that like, you can still be in a conflict and still like have it based in love and still be really like graceful and compassionate you know, for one another. And it makes a big difference, you know? And I think for, um, so many of us, like therapy is such as like taboo thing. And, um, you know, the idea that people in relationships go through hard times where they think about splitting up or maybe they do split up. Like it's such a like taboo thing to talk about, but I learned talking about our struggles, um, Adam and I in this space, how many people related to that. And we're like, Oh my God, thank you for like normalizing that this happens and that people can work through this. Right. Uh, so what would be your relationship advice that you would give someone Leon? Um, probably not to play comparisons. Like what, what you have in your relationship is what you guys have and what other people have is what they have. And, you know, whether it be like, like money or, you know, how much they hold hands or buy flowers. Yeah. All that shit. Everyone operates differently. Everyone has their own love language. Like yeah. how how someone shows you they love you is not the same as the way someone else shows their significant other they love them. Mm-hmm. You know, so playing comparisons is no good because it's just damaging to the relationship that you're in because you may be with someone who can never do or be what you're trying to compare them to and either you're going to get bored with that person because they're they're never going to be that person or they're going to want to leave from you because they feel that you're envy of that other relationship you're spending too much time envying the other relationship and not working on the relationship we have here so i think that would be probably it and listening listening is super important i mean i know that sounds super cliche but just listening. Sometimes people just want to talk and be heard. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's not even about like 
It's not even about like having input because sometimes people don't want input. Yeah, don't listen want, to respond. They just want to be heard. Sometimes people yes. need to say something because you sometimes you phys- yeah, you need to physically get something out. Like, you know, people are like, oh, you just write it down. And sometimes like you need to say it. The words, for me to relieve what's in here, I need to get it out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. And when you're listening, you should just be listening with your ears and not with your mouth. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I think that's probably something that a lot of people do have conflict about, right? Is feeling not heard in their relationship. So um, like you said, learning to love one another. And we talked about that too, love languages. So what are your love languages? My main one is gift giving. I like like gifts. So do you guys know what yours are? We've looked up. I think mine is acts of service. And I Um, I don't know. I like, I like, I mean, I'm not great at gift giving. Like I'm great at like, I mean, I can pick good gifts when I'm told what to get. <laughs> you sound so, like my husband in that yeah. sense. <laughs> so, like, if, you, if she tells me like, oh, this is what I want. Yeah. Like, I feel like, okay. You know. Well, I saw that ring you got her for your 10 year anniversary. Uh, you did a pretty good job on that. So and I was supposed to go to you for that. That's okay. Like, and That's then okay. I was like, I'm oh, not well, even I figure it out. And then eventually, like, I literally was in between two of them. And like, I like one showed her horrible. one. I showed her one. And then I was, <laughs> and I was like, like oh. oh, no, no, no. So then I just said, screw it. Let me just show the one that I think I'm more comfortable. And that's easier for me. Because like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, I know, like, it's great to be spontaneous and all this type of stuff. But like, when you're spending, you know, it's not like a whole lot of money. Yeah. You're, yeah. You know, you're putting down, you know, four figures yeah. or something. You don't want to buy something and then not wear it. Right. right. Well, I, I return an exchange personally. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a gift returner, but, um, that being said, again, like that's kind of something you have to learn in your own relationship. Right. And not compare because some people are really great at that surprise. And that's something I used to do. I used to expect my husband to be somebody he wasn't. Right. I used to expect him. Yeah. I'm like, I, you see shit on the internet and you're like, Oh, look at these massive surprises. And like, you know, yes, I'm always like, I'm ready to get engaged again. First time you did, it wasn't that grand. So whenever you're ready, I'm like, who the FMI to say that? But like today I was a raging lunatic this morning. I was so mean and nasty and just like not a good parent stomping around, whatever. And then he left to go grocery shopping. And then he, I'm like undoing the bags and there was like pumpkin spice flavored K cups. And I got oh. like hooked up and I was like, you got me there. Thank you for loving me. And he's like, okay. <laughs> And that's the thing with gift giving is it's not about like a, it being an expensive grand. It's just about no you, the fact that like you buying her that coffee just lets her know that you know her and yeah. you love her and you're there for her coffee. That's it. <laughs> right? <laughs> My drug addiction. Thank you. Yes. I love that. Um, so yeah, you guys uh, are sharing so much and I know that that's not easy to do. So I appreciate that. And Leanne, I was going to ask you, um, I did notice earlier this summer, you did do a couple of bike rides. And I know when we had you um, on the show last time, that was a goal that you had set for yourself to get outside on your actual bicycle and ride around. Yeah. So yeah, I was that a couple of um, times, a few times. Um, but I started, I, I started running and jogging. I know we talked about that on my last episode. Yeah. So I got out jogging. Um, and you know, I put myself into a weight that I felt comfortable with purchasing a bike, like a, a spin bike. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, cause she got the Peloton and the membership. So I just log in and I got my own bike and I've been doing that, but yeah, just trying to do a little more. I mean, I, you know, we both did the 75 day thing. You know, she did save my heart. Yeah. Did, um, a different joint with um, Anthony D, 75 on. It was like one workout and then reading some other stuff. But I'm like paying a compliment to somebody. Yeah, that was the hardest thing, paying a compliment. Like, I'm not that I'm a nice person, but like, I mean, <laughs> no, I wasn't paying a compliment. It was doing something nice. So like sometimes <laughs> doing something nice was just like, oh, I held the door for this person or like, you know, like I let check. this lady... I'm the worst. I'm like, that doesn't count. I do two workouts a day. She only had a bread. I let her go in front of me at Aldi. Yeah, you you pay for someone's stuff at Dollar Tree. I'm like, come on, that's simple. 
Yeah, I paid for this lady's <laughs> stuff at Dollar Tree. But I'm not down She was. It was, wasn't a lot of stuff. It was like $9, but she was having a hard time. And I was just like, all right. You know, I was. I, she ran to her car and then she got in the car and I could see her from the window and she was like on her phone. And you can tell like, I grew up poor. So I know the face of like going oh, shit, into your yeah. account or seeing your parents go into your account and knowing that you just don't have the fucking money and you're at Dollar Tree. And she and from what I saw, she had like reasonable stuff. And I was like, yo, uh, how much is it? Almost all reasonable. I was like, how much is it? And the lady was like, oh, it's like $12. And I said, yo, just throw it on mine. I got like toilet paper and crap, whatever. So I ran out. And I was like, yo, come in. I got your stuff. And she's like, are you serious? No way. I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I got it. I got it. I got it. So she's ringing the rest of it up. And yo, she bought like, you know, lubrication. Lube. <laughs> That might like, be a necessity for her. Yeah, like maybe her baby was constipated. No, because to... it was the Dollar Tree. It's called like sensual, like at midnight, you know, tango or something. Wait, like the Dollar Tree sells lube? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, really? not that we use it. Not that we need it. I I say, what is in that lube that they sell it at the Dollar Tree? I don't It's probably like when the milk was bad, they just put it in there. It's just baby oil. They sell everything. They sell everything. We, that's a matter of fact, we took our I'll look for that now. All of, our, all of our pregnancy tests were always from Dollar Tree. We yeah. would go in and buy like 10 at a time. And people were like, what the hell is going on? It's just a stick. It's just a sign. Yeah. Shit. I love that. Well, you know, you even something small like that again, right? Like probably really made that woman's day and left an impact a positive impact on her life yeah, so she really needed those yeah. <laughs> she needed that lube and whatever else because well, it was like it was that it was and like, like baby, baby stuff. it was yeah, baby stuff baby stuff and then like that that was the last thing i remember them scanning on the conveyor belt and i was just like am i participating in this like <laughs> you don't have to like meet up fine. no but you you know but you do stuff like that because people don't do stuff like that you know yeah People do that. Pay well, for people, young people, they do it and, you know, they got a camera in your face when they do it. Like, right. Yeah. I could see, like, I literally was looking through the window because right where the Dollar Tree window is, is where the car's parked right in the front. And I could see on her face, like, yeah, I, know, a genuine yeah, I know that feeling. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm glad that that, uh, that that worked out for her. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So with you guys having, wow, such a crazy summer, so much going on, three kids, jobs, life. How the hell do you guys make time for just your relationship and each other? I think we always have time. You got to figure too, like even before the pandemic, I've always worked from home. So when we left New York, um, I came down here, we was going to do something else. And then my job told me, you know, hey, we want you to stay and work from home. So when I moved down here, the company that I worked for, they had one office in Florida with eight people. Now we have like 20 something offices down here and probably I'd say like, I don't know, 15, not 1500, maybe like 1200 people in Florida now. So, and because I work at IT, I've worked on all those offices. So I've been working from home forever. So we've always been around each other because I've always worked from home. You figure when the kids were born, it wasn't until... It wasn't a while until she went back to work. So we've always been around each other. But now with kids and stuff, you know, she doesn't work full time. So she only works, you know, three days a week, you know. So we're around each other during the day. I can, you know, go to lunch together, you know. It's lots of mid-morning activity. We don't have, and we don't have that many people <laughs> that we really are cool with down here. So most of the time we're, we're doing stuff together anyway. Like I probably have like, honestly, like two, two guys that, I will hang out with down here. I don't have a ton of friends out here. Yeah. I don't trust a lot of people. So same. People. So two people. I, know, I, t- I tell Lori all the time we need, I wish we all lived in the same area. Yeah, so I'm going to be in your hood this week. Yeah. I heard. I heard. How, how long you be around? You have to maybe, uh, Wednesday, a- to, Wednesday to Monday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nobody be in Minnesota. Well, yeah. But if, if Lori's not with you, I'll have to be honest. I'll be kind of sad. <laughs> well, I got to work. I got to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, people always say that they can't like, 
that, I feel like that's just one of those excuses, right? Though that like people are like, oh, well, I don't have time for whether you it's their relationship time, or time. workout. Exactly. Like make I see time. you guys making time for one another, time for yourselves, t- like, um, and that's just what you're showing us, right? Just a little bit, a little snippet. Yeah. So um it's just, yeah, you just got to do it. You just got to figure it out, right? Yeah, if you want it to happen, you make the time. Because that's the thing, like, oh, I don't have time to do this. If you don't have time to do it, that's because you don't want to do I it. I hate when people are like, what's time my hours in the day? And I'm like, oh, there is. There's 24. What are you yeah. really doing? There's 24 hours a day. Yeah, there's, there's so always time. So something takes 32 minutes, you find time for that. <laughs> right. Or or if you only got five, you can make that work, too. That too. We have a big closet. <laughs> Fingers under the door. Right. <laughs> All right. So I did ask our listeners um, if they had any questions for you guys. And we did get a couple of questions for you. Um, so the first question we got from Steph, she is a fellow mama to beautiful mixed babies. Uh, she's curious how you retroactively prepare your kids for racism. We deep, it, deep question. We keep it a hundred all the time. Like we don't sugarcoat any shit at all. Yeah. And that might seem aggressive to some people, but we're like, hey, you and your little buddy, whoever, when you guys are 15 and you get stopped by the police, just know that like it's gonna be you that they're looking at. You know, or you know, it's gonna be you who's gotta explain yourself and not your friend, and he might leave. And you know, not necessarily that this person's not a good friend or anything like that, but like just know that because of the color of your skin for the foreseeable future, you're most likely going to be the one who's questioned, accused, um, all the things. So yeah, it's anything you know, that goes on, we tell them, we tell them the truth, the truth about everything. you know, it's, it's hard. Um, you know, when you're, it's hard enough. All right. So, and I know who Steph is too. So, um, yeah, shout out to Steph. What's up, Steph in Ontario. So, you know, you, you are white, you're fair skinned, and then your husband is dark skinned. So you already got to deal with people giving you shit when they see you just because of that. That's not even with your kids yet. That's just people see the two of you and you got to deal with that shit. The looks and, you know, whatever. And it's from both sides. You get, you know, you get looks from, you know, white people, you get looks from black people, you know, it's like, oh, why is he doing with her? Or why why is he with her and not? you know, all the time. So it happens, but it is what it is. You can't, you can't dictate who someone loves. Then you bring kids into it. And, you know, more than likely when you have someone who's black and they are with someone who's white, I want to say 75% of the time, the babies are usually light skin. You know, it's, it's not as common for someone who's white to give birth to a dark skinned baby a white woman to give birth to a dark skin baby or a white man with a, you know, to have a dark skin yeah. baby. I mean, I'm sure somebody, if you want to throw the facts out, send my DM, it's cool. But for what I see, it doesn't happen often enough. So you got, you know, light skin kids. And in today's world, no one looks at them and says, oh, that kid's light skin. No, that kid's black. The kid's black. It is what it is. And, you know, we try to explain to them, like, yes, dad is dark skin. And like me, I'm super proud to be Darcy. Like, I'm probably one of three people in my entire family, my mother's side and my father's side, that's dark skin. And I'm super proud of it. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but we explain to our kids, like, you are looked at as black first. And you have to you have to realize that because you are looked at as being black first, you have to understand the things that come with you being black. Like, I think the real um, eye-opening thing, of course, for a lot of people, with us especially, was George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, like we sat them down yeah. and explained to them, because are there, you know, not for nothing, they got a good education. Their school's not going to tell them what's happening. No. They're not going to tell them what we want them to know about that. So we explained mm-hmm. it to them, and it got deep. And you know, it was frustrating because they're young. You know, this time they're six and seven, and you're trying to explain to them. Mm-hmm. But it it got to the point where it's like, yo. He's dead because he was black. Like I had to pull up pictures of Emmett Till and I showed him the pictures of Emmett Till. It was like this young boy, this is what happened to him because he whistled at a white woman, which later on, of course, we all know turned out to be a lie and he's dead. 
Like, that's it. No, and you have to break it down to their level. Like, yo, no more Roblox. No more Barbie. That's it. You're gone kaput. Yeah. You're dead. You're in the ground. And you are dead just because Somebody of your skin. Didn't like the and then explaining to them, too. Like, we went way back. Yeah, we, we brought it back. We got books and everything. Like, yeah. we, we did it. Because you have to, because you can't leave it up to the they're school not, to teach them. They're not doing it. The school's not going to teach it. And like, I don't know. Because I know Steph's in Canada. I don't know about racism in Canada, but, you know, Black people's up in Canada. I don't know what type of, you know, things that Black people do in Canada. I know there's a Black hockey player. He gets a lot of shit. But the, I think the best thing that has come out of this last year and a half, almost two years, which is crazy to think, um, is our kids now have started drawing themselves Black. Before that, they looked like Asian kids. They were like <laughs> yellowish, peach. And we were like, you think this is you? Does that look like you? Like, so now they all draw themselves with brown crayons and they draw their more detailed hair and more like, it's happening. Like they're, you know, like they're embracing it. And that, I think yeah. that, that like Valentina, she's got a picture on the fridge. She looks like E.T., but it's adorable. And she's, I mean, she's like so proud that she's got little brown hands and brown face and that hasn't happened until this past because their they're african-american features are starting to come in too mm -hmm. so it's not just they're so changing. much skin tone it's the features that are more prominent on african-american people so those things are starting to come in i mean at this age they're young but i would say you, you just whatever age they are just talk to them and explain to them like where you come from and it's on both sides too oh, like yeah. you have you can't forget about you know, their Italian and German side. You have to let them celebrate that too. You can't just, and it's hard to like say this, but it's like, you want to celebrate that. But then on the black side, like I want to protect you. Right. But I feel like on the black side, I need to protect you from what it means to be black. But then like, we, we still want you to celebrate your mother's heritage too. So it's- That's hard because I'm a little embarrassed to be white lately. <laughs> but I'm keeping it real. It's been a rough- couple of years no, it's, you know, it's it's hard it's, it's definitely hard but you know sit with your kids when these things happen on the news you got to sit with them because you know i i think it's big that even like you know, nickelodeon and cartoon network mm -hmm. like you know when i was younger they didn't really talk about like the gulf war and things like that now like they're talking about these things they're talking about it on in the middle of their cartoons and they're like historical oh, content matters like it's so important yeah. to understand the bigger picture of why everything is the way that it is now right like we have to understand history first so i think that yeah, that's amazing take, that that's you guys are teaching problem, I feel like now they want to take they want to you know there's states now that want to take out history mm -hmm. yeah like and that's messed up and it, it's it in utah that said that um they can opt their children out yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Like, like, never and going it's to fucking hard. Utah. I know it's beautiful. Is that why you're not moving there now? It's <laughs> one of the one of the reasons. <laughs> right? like, Marlena, halt your plans. Like I don't I don't like that. Like I I don't have a problem with like teaching the truth. Like it really happened. Like now it's so like cliche to be like, oh, you know, I'm descendant of slaves, but like hundred percent, like I know my father's family. Or slaves. I've been to Virginia and seen the fields that, you know, luckily my family was able to inherit where years ago they didn't own it. They worked on it. Wow. So yes, I'm a descendant of slaves and a lot of black people are, but like people say it, but I know it, you know, so for them to take away slavery out of American history, like it happened. It's not saying that because we're teaching it that your white teacher is terrible. That's not no, what not. that means. Yeah. It just means that this is the history of what shaped America. And like, you can't just negate that because it doesn't sound good or, you know, it doesn't appease you. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, just because yeah. it's uncomfortable. There's a lot of uncomfortable shit that yeah. people do. You know, we want to talk uncomfortable about races. Like, I go a lot of places, I get a lot of dirty looks. I got motherfuckers who oh. fucking, um, oh, oh. <laughs> when they, I, I just, just today and it happens and people will think I'm crazy for saying this, but like there's people who will time. wait and not back out when they see my black ass trying to take his butt. Like they will wait 100%. forever. And as soon as I, especially cause Walmart, it's got the up one way and down the other way. As soon as I'll wait for like five minutes and then I'll pass it. As soon as I pass, they all of a sudden, oh, yeah. whatever they were looking for in the bottom of their purse, they found it yeah. and they mm. back out. 
I mean, you know, like shit like that. that I mean, where we live. Where yeah, we and live. I was going to say, you guys are in Florida. So for you, Leon, moving for like living in New York, you know, living in a, in a place where cultural diversity is everywhere and, and black and brown people are the majority from going from that to fucking Florida. <laughs> you guys it's are... Different. You guys are, and you guys are in like a real, real, real Floridian Florida area, right? Very red. Yeah. 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 Like there were like full on Trump yeah, rallies, like, yeah. like in the street outside of our oh my community. Gosh. And, like, and there's oh, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Whoever you vote for is whoever you vote for. I'm not that person. I'm not the person who's going to tell yeah. you who, who you voted for is a problem. I don't, I'm not that person, you know, but that's where we are. So if you're yeah. going to vote, I got, I got neighbors who I'm cool with. Who don't, they don't vote the same way I vote, and we're still cool. It's because they separate their politics and their life. But when we drive out of our community and see the rallies, there's people who don't separate their politics and life. Like if you're going to vote because you feel like, you know, Republican ideologies are better for the country, right, that's fine. Not. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But when you get involved with the hate, and you're like, and when I say outside of our, like we live in a gated community. Literally, literally, outside, the Walmart like, is right across the street, and that's where they have the rally. And you know, it's it's hard because like it it's not it's not like I said, it's not about your it's not about the candidate you vote for. But when you are screaming certain things, and then when you see the people who teach your children in those rallies, mm. that's very hard to see too. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's why you have to teach your kids at home. So Steph, that's another nod to that. You gotta teach yeah. your kids at home because the people who are teaching your kids may not be teaching them what you want them to learn. Mm-hmm. And that goes for all parents, right? Like, yeah, um, and, and especially so if you have white children as well, that you really need to be teaching them this because children learn racial biases by four years old. Um, and that's been proven. So um, make sure you're teaching your kids. They understand more than I think people give children credit for, right? Yeah. Um, we did have one other question um, from Heather. Um, she wants to know if you have any and all advice about being an interracial couple. You can't let anything that other people think affect you. And, it, and it not even about just being an interracial couple, but a couple in general, like what other people think of you or whatever, is, it's, it's pointless. Not it's not my business. If you are so upset that there is a white woman with a black guy or a black guy with a white woman, then go fuck yourself. What do you want me to do? There's nothing, there's, <laughs> what does that even mean like you know it's right it's like if that's your view you got way bigger issues than right and yeah, there's so many things going on for that to be what's grinding your gears but yeah, you like know what, what? what's happening in our house the best then. way to deal with it i would say you know to give a real answer like yes ignore it but also because it could happen don't don't fall into someone else's trap because there are some people unfortunately who will will press you and they will vocalize their feelings. They won't just give you a dirty look or, you know, suck their teeth. You know, some people may say something. That has never happened to us. I mean, at least in me. No, we've gotten dirty looks. And stuff. Yeah, looks, I'm not going to press nobody over looks. That's fine. But, you know, I... How about what about like family for you guys? Like when you first got together, I know, Lori, you um, when you were on our show, you mentioned that there was some struggle there with your family, right? Oh, yeah. Hundred and twenty percent. I mean, they like him more than me now, which is fine, too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we weren't allowed to see each other. They didn't know that like we were still together. They were in 2005. My family was decided that they were moving to Florida and they were literally putting my bedroom onto a moving truck and they hadn't known that we had gone looking for apartments and he gave me a call and was like we got the apartment and I was like hey guys can take my stuff off I'm staying here and they were like what like we bought a house big enough for you to have your own room and this and that I was like I can't go I can't go like he literally like we about a week before we went to build a bear together I was young and um, he put one of those like sound things in there and it said like, I, I love you or I miss you princess. I can't wait for you to come back. Cause I was like, I'll be back. Like, this isn't the end of us. We're going to figure this out. And like, I had that to take with me and then we ended up getting an apartment and I stayed and that like, then my parents um, 
would not pay for me to go to college. They wouldn't help me with, you know, paying my bills or anything like that. And we had to just bug it out and figure it out. And they weren't happy at all, but. Wow. So did they just come around? Did they end up educating themselves? Like, do you feel like they have a better understanding of your face? If you're listening to this episode, you can't see Lori's face right now. (laughs) I'm assuming Um, that was a no. No, I think we're still trying to educate things um, a lot. And I think they definitely just came around when we decided like we're going to get married because they weren't thrilled when we got engaged either. First, they were, they kept saying like, when's he going to do it? Why is he waiting so long? It's, you know, he's never going to do it because you're giving everything away for free and you already live together and all this stuff. And then when he did propose, like they like stomped all over it and it was like, okay, like, but I feel like he's always been such a rock of support and like never put them down, but helped build me up to be like, look, it's fine. Like, we'll get through this. And we did. And it was just like, eventually they just came around like, okay, my, my dad like paid for the wedding and, um, things started to improve. Not all of it. Not all of it. He helped with a lot of it. Correct. (laughs) But there's always, like, there's always been something always. Yeah. And it's fine. I still love my family because they're my family, but it's like, it's him and I against the world. And that's just how we take everything. I love that. Um, so one last question for you guys. Um, what is one thing that you love most about each other? Cause I'm feeling real sappy. No pressure. I would say probably for dedication. And I will say that is something that has evolved through time. Cause like, you know, when we first got together, we weren't, we, I would say when we first got together, I was probably more outgoing than she was. And I was probably like a, also like where we lived, like when we, when we moved together, when we moved in together, of course, she about to move like she was saying, like lived in my neighborhood where I grew up, you know? So I had all my friends around. She didn't have a lot of friends around. But then, you know, as we got older and we moved down here, um, little and little, she started, you know, dedicating herself back to herself, you know? And she took on like a whole new persona and was like I'm going to do this like you know right when we were going to have kids we found out like okay well we can't have kids because your BMI is too high we're not going to be the procedures like from that point on she was like a different person like a whole like a fucking machine like she went in and was dedicated like, I'm going to get this done and like went had kids had another kid wasn't happy with where she was wait why after having three kids and like dedicated herself to changing her life and like I know now that like, if she can do that, she can do anything. Cause even before we had kids, like she was like, oh, okay, I really want to get into photography. And I was like, oh, we can have my camera and we can do it and see how it goes. And like, she dedicated herself to learning how to do everything. And like, that was big, but that wasn't something that came in the beginning. Like that was something that came through just evolving, being together and, you know, needing to do it for herself. And I think that was the important thing is like, it wasn't something she did for us as a, in a relationship or our family and all that. She needed to do it for herself. Those are things that she mm-hmm. wanted to accomplish and she stuck with it. And she, you know, when you look at her now, she's done everything that she set her mind to as far as like, I'm going to be a photographer, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to, you know, start working out. Like she works out all the time. <laughs> like she works out way more than she probably posts about, you know? Because, you know, some people like give you shit like, oh, you work out too much, but like, yo, you do it for yourself. You do it because you want to. I don't do it so you can judge me. Business people. Somebody's always got something to say, don't they? You know, don't worry about she, how much water. It's always somebody. <laughs> but, but that's the biggest thing. Like, I'm just proud of her. I'm proud of her as a person. And, you know, I'm proud we we've oh been through, we've been through like a, we've been through a lot. So like you know, between her episode, my episode, this episode, shit we share on the line. Like we've been together for a long time. You know, ten on the books, nine off the books. So it's it's a lot. So there's there's not much you can really say other than just dedication. Cause there's a ton of other little things that I can be like, Oh, I like this, like that, like this, but like the most important thing is just <laughs> like, you can make me a list later. No, she's, she's dedicated. You know, she's dedicated. Yeah. She, she stands up and she just gets shit done. That's important. But that, that's the thing. That's why I like people who just do shit. Like I, I don't like people who like play games. Talk and, about it. Not yeah. About like it. I don't like people mm-hmm. talk about things and they'll just do what they want to do. 
or do what they're supposed to do. Like, that's our biggest thing is like, I'm tired of fucking people who just do not do what they're supposed to do. And that's how I've always been. So that's why that is probably like the biggest turn on to me is like, she's dedicated to do what she's got to do. I love that. She's not going to be able to follow that. Yeah, as I say, good luck following that up, Lori. He's really funny. (laughs) Really, though, he makes me laugh every single day, multiple times a day, whether it's like, why am I with you still? Like, he does the most ridiculous shit that just cracks me up. And I'm like, what is even happening right now? But he also does whatever needs to be done to take care of me and the kids. Like, we're not always like where we want to be financially. And sometimes we feel like, okay, we don't have a pot to piss in. And sometimes we feel like, okay, we're doing okay right now. But no matter what, like the bills are always paid. He always finds a way or we find a way together to like take our kids out and spoil them. And like our kids want for nothing. They have every single thing that they want. And some days I'm like, how is that even possible? Like how how are we doing this? He ma- it's because of him. He makes the way. And he lets me be me. Like, he lets me be unapologetically me. Because I am a train wreck most of the time. Like, I'm either, like, super happy and bubbly and funny and, like, out there. And, like, you know, shaking my butt in the kitchen with the kids. Or I'm, like, a raging lunatic. And I'm, like, I just need this done. And, da, 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 da. and he just, like, cool, calm, collected, gets up helps out, says nothing, just lets me do my thing, but like also checks me too. Like, Hey, you can't be saying stuff like this, or you need to, you know, just ask for help on X, Y, Z. And I'm like, right. Like, so we communicate through it, but he's just a hundred percent my better half. I know people say that, but like, he is definitely the better half of me. Definitely. Oh, you guys. I just have loved this conversation and it's always so always fun, so talking fun talking to you guys. And one day I'm going to come move next door to you. Please. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, anything else you guys want to tell the people? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any, no, I don't have anything. You don't have anything I, prepared. I will be back posting. Cause I know a lot of people will say I don't post often. Like I know. I just got shit going on. We're going to have some hot sauces coming soon. Yes. I was going to ask any, any hot sauces. Cause I'm almost out of my habanero peach. And that is we like, got, like lots of ideas. We just need to like, now that we know we're not going anywhere anytime soon, our kitchen is semi back in order. Um, we can start fermenting and getting that shit because he's so great at it. And we just need to like pick it back up. It's that push without pushing over. Yeah. yeah. Well, you heard it here first. The limited hot sauce is coming back. So coming soon. Look at his face. <laughs> it's so good. But thank you for having us on. Yeah, I appreciate oh, it. Thank you so much. We love you, Marlena. Oh, I love you guys. Wellness for Real is sponsored by Iron Flask. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys know how much I love Iron Flask products. Their 64-ounce wide mouth straw top water bottle is forever my number one must-have for my wellness journey. It makes slaying my water goals so much easier and it makes it cute, to be honest. Having a high-quality BPA-free 18-8 stainless steel vacuum insulated double walled water bottle ensures that my water stays cold for up to 24 hours which for me is a must i also love their overall passion and will to better the environment and cut down on plastic use they make bottles from 12 ounce sizes all the way up to 128 ounce sizes in so many different styles and colors I also love that they have straw tops, flip tops, screw tops, and narrow or wide mouth bottles. They really make something for everyone's lifestyle. Beyond just water bottles, they also make amazing high quality tumblers, coffee mugs, food jars, and they offer extra accessories to almost all of their products. One of my personal favorite accessories is the paracord handle. You guys, it comes in so many cute colors to match your bottle. And it's awesome for adventures because of its built-in compass and fire starter. 
Iron Flask even offers a lifetime warranty against manufacturer defects and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You really can't beat that. Their customer service is legit the best quality along with their value for price and customer satisfaction. Check them out for yourself at www.ironflask.com and use the code wellness10 to save 10% on your purchase. And remember, you got this. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.